Hi, I'm Jan. And I'm Lynn. Lamplighters is a Bible study that focuses on what God's Word means to each of us. We are taking a break from our formal study, but we don't want to take a break from noticing how alive and active God's Word is in each of our lives. So with that in mind, we are going to do something a little different each week during the summer. We've invited some friends to come and share their favorite verses with us and tell us why those verses are particular favorites. In other words, how they have experienced God's Word coming alive to them personally. We hope this will be an encouragement to each of you to see ways that God is moving in your own life, too. Our guest today is Ruth Rhodes, and she is going to tell us about a verse that's probably familiar to most of us, John 3.16. Ruth? Thank you, Jan. Yes, my favorite verse is John 3.16. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. And why is this my favorite verse? Well, the obvious answer is this single verse is the core of the Christian faith. In fact, all of Christianity and history hang on this one verse. We have a God who loves us unconditionally. No other religion can make that claim. God initiated and established a covenant with Abraham. He would be our God and we would be his people. When we blew it, not once, but continually, he did not turn his back on us and walk away. Instead, he decided to act, to do something about our sins so we could be in a personal relationship with him and we could be his people as he intended. So he sent his son, Jesus Christ, into the world to become one of us and to fulfill our part of the covenant. Jesus, who knew no sin, took on all our sin, past, present, and future, and put it to death on the cross. He made the ultimate sacrifice once and for all, one time for everyone. Mm -hmm. Through Jesus, we are dead to sin and raised with him into eternal life. Now we can get back to what God called us to do, to be his people, reflecting his love, his light, and his glory into the world. Okay, as far as the personal answer to this question, why question? I was not raised in a Christian church-going home. Yeah. My father was in the Air Force, and we moved every three to five years. When my brother's sister and I were growing up, my mom and dad would drop us at the nearest church so we could attend Sunday school. But it wasn't every Sunday, and they never attended church with us. Since it was always the closest church, we attended Sunday school classes at churches from different denominations, Baptist, Church of Christ, Nazarene. It wasn't until I was 16 years old that things changed. One of my friends in school was the daughter of a pastor of a Nazarene church. She invited me to attend Sunday school classes and church functions with her. I went to more church during this time than at any time up until then, I began to hear stories of God and His Son, Jesus Christ, and I began to read the Bible. There were always invitations to join their church, but that held little interest for me. I knew we would be moving again soon. But that was not the only invitation that I received at that church. I can remember a time when I was alone in the pastor's office. I can't remember why I was at the office. I think I was looking for a place to be alone. The sun had set, 
so the office was dim. My eyes were drawn to the window where I could see the silvery light of the moon and the sparkling lights of the neighboring houses. Then I felt God's presence. Mm. Although I didn't hear the words, I heard the invitation, come to me. Mm. Unfortunately, at 16 years old, I didn't want to give up my life to live a strict or what I thought would be a strict Christian life. Like Nicodemus in John chapter 3, I had a lot of questions, but I was unwilling to give up my control and my right to myself. Mm -hmm. So my answer was not no, but not yet. It took another five years before I claimed Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I was baptized right here at Covenant. Mm -hmm. When I came to faith and heard John 3.16, I felt it was God's personal gift to me. God loved me, and he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to save me. My birthday is March 16th, 316. So obviously, (laughs) God meant John 316 just for me. Obviously. Oh, yes. Ruth, I that I have chills hearing that story from you. Mm -hmm. It just it just shows A, how specific God is and how he is. He was wooing you through your whole childhood, and he didn't say, okay, not yet, Ruth, I'm leaving you alone. It was like, okay, you'll come eventually, and he kept on wooing you. I love that. John 3.16, as you said, the foundation of our faith, and yet also the foundation of a very personal message to you. Yes, it was kind of like, I knew that God loves me, and He doesn't give up on me. Mm-hmm. And like the Israelites, yeah, I'm continually doing the wrong thing for the wrong reasons, but He doesn't give up on me. Don't we all? Yeah. Though? I mean, that, that is very, very encouraging. Well, I, you know, this, whenever I hear John 3.16, I, this may sound silly, but my first thought is like football games, because you always see that <laughs> sign being held up. Yeah. And as a child, I didn't I didn't understand what that was. But it it's such a blessing to know that really, if you want to sum up the Christian faith in one verse to be mm-hmm. able to help draw people in, that that's the verse that you can use. Mm-hmm. And I think that is why we see it, you know, we see it everywhere. But again, even though it's broadcast everywhere to draw everyone in, it is such a personal invitation that is meant for each one person, each one child of God. Right. So thank you. Thank you for sharing. Because he loves us. Thank you. Thank you, Ruth, for sharing. Until next time. 